Hey girl, happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming back to today's podcast. My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. And today I'm interviewing a woman named Stephanie Gass. I've been listening to Stephanie's podcast for a couple months now and I absolutely love her mission, her vision, her purpose. She is a Christian female business owner and I thought it would be great for her to share a little bit about what it's like to be a female Christian business owner different ways it has deepened her faith, and different advice she has for young women. My favorite thing that she said in this podcast is to make God the CEO of your business, and she dives into this a little bit more later in the podcast, so I hope you all love this uplifting message. I hope you love the encouragement. Before we dive deeper into the episode, I just want to share Stephanie's bio so that you could get to know her a little bit better. Stephanie Gass is a daughter of the king, wife, mama, coffee lover, and hashtag PJs all day enthusiast. She is the host of a top 25 ranked podcast for Christian entrepreneurs called The Stephanie Gass Show. Steph helps women uncover their callings and create profitable online businesses. She wants women to create true change for themselves and God's kingdom by using their gifts for glory and serving the world with a business that lights them up. Steph believes that when we let God light our path, we will experience true miracles, live proactively, and design a life that fuels our soul. I hope you all enjoy this interview, and without further ado, let's have Stephanie come on the show. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. Well, hello, Isabel. Thanks for having me. I absolutely love your podcast. It has so many great insights and tips for female business owners. And after listening to several of your episodes, I really wanted to have you on the Girl God's Got You show. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. Just the name of your podcast. I know it's for me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And before we dive into all the, the topics for today, I'd love to hear kind of a brief background about your faith, your life, your business, where you started, where you're at now. Sure. So I, gosh, don't even know where to start with that question. Uh, grew up in White Rock. It's a little town in New Mexico and um, moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico when I was in third grade and my parents had gotten divorced. And so back and forth between my dad and mom's house, didn't have a huge faith component to my life. You know, we were, we believed in Jesus and believed in God, but we didn't, I don't even know what that meant as a kid, you know, other than like, we would say some light prayers once in a while at night and go to church on Easter, that kind of thing. So anyways, I was around nine years old and we went to church on Easter <laughs> out at a, the big, um, one of the big like pavilions here in Albuquerque. And it was one of the big churches or at least, oh my gosh, like eight to 15,000 people. I mean, it's humongous. And I remember them doing an altar call after the service and the worship. And I felt the stirring of Holy spirit at nine years old. And I looked at my mom and said, I have to go down there now. And she's like, okay. And so we went down and I accepted Jesus at nine years old. And I think it's so cool that God, you know, he chooses his, his children. He calls to us from such a young age. So that happened for me and then went back to normal life. Right. Which is so fun. Cause I think Holy spirit comes in and is living there and just kind of waiting for like that second phase when you're like, okay, I'm really ready. I'm really surrendered to living my life for God. And so Anyways, long story short, went the world's way for my teens all the way through, you know, my late twenties. And that included 
you know, drinking too much and being a high achiever, idolizing work, business success, having a lot of success financially while everything else fell apart and then losing all the success, uh, because I had done it the world's way and finding myself in an absolute identity crisis around 2016, 2017. And I call that my Britney Spears year. You guys remember when she had the full out breakdown and shaved her head that was Stephanie Gass circa 2017, had a newborn, had a three-year-old, had no identity because my businesses had all failed. We had no money in the bank accounts. We were selling my husband's Harley to pay the bills. I was 60 pounds overweight. I was drinking too much and my life was in shambles. And at that moment, you know, we had started going back to church and I had felt like this desire to turn my life to, to Christ, which is exactly probably why I found myself in the pile that I found myself in, in the ashes. Cause he had said, well, you know, you're turning to me, but yet you're living under pounds of idolatry and all these things. Like I have to shed those away from you and like pull those things off of you so that you can see who you truly are. So through that process, there was truly nothing left Isabel. And at that moment, I remember one day and telling my husband, we can't pay the bills. And he said, we'll borrow money from mile savings account. It'll be okay. And I'm like sobbing in this bathroom mirror, just looking at my 60 pound overweight face going like, what, what, who am I? Like, what is going on? Um, why did I do all these things that I had done? You know, cause there's nothing to show for it, which is exactly what to show that the world leaves you with nothing. So at that moment I got out a sheet of paper and I said, God, who do you want me to be? Like, I'm just really done trying to figure this out on my own. And so I wrote down who he was defining me as. And it was a woman who stewards her body. And I care about my marriage before everything else. And then my children, and I'm not idolizing business or money and I'm doing it your way. So started making a choice every day based on what the woman on the paper would do. Still wasn't fully sold out around eight months later, I was in a church service. We had finally found like the right fit and it was all feeling so great. And I'm standing in a worship ceremony still having a lot of identity crisis work going on, still not making money, but feeling better about myself. And I'm standing in this worship song and I just felt God say like, surrender, like I'm here. Like, are you ready? Like, are you really ready? And I remember I just, my arms shot up and like Holy spirit just shot through. I felt like the pressing of Holy spirit on throughout my whole body just started weeping. And I knew like, this is not my life anymore. It's yours. And that's every piece of me. It's motherhood, marriage, business, stewarding my body. Like every single piece of my life is now yours to lead. And so that began the process to now, which has been really fun because it's been so God-led, you know, helping me grow my gifts in a godly way into a business and then helping me build that business in a way where I can still be present with my kids and really intentional in my marriage and shepherd my steward, my health, the way that God wants me to all for his glory. So that's interesting to think that was, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, four and a half years ago that now I'm a total, I'm the woman on the paper, which is so weird. (laughs) God's fun. You know, he's, he's like there the whole time waiting for our yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that story is amazing. And that was only four and a half years ago and how much Mm -hmm. our life can shift. And one of my favorite messages from the Bible is that God provides infinitely more than we could ever ask or imagine. And I think it's crazy how 
you know, starting at nine years old, which is also when I first gave my life to Jesus as well at that age, I think it could, we go through stages over and over again. And sometimes we fall back from where God wants us to be, but he'll always guide us if we say yes to him. So I love your story. And I think that's so inspiring for young women listening to this podcast, knowing that every couple of years, there's always some type of obstacle we have to overcome or something that we will go through, but God's with us every step of the way. But thank you for sharing. Yes. Yes. And I didn't know all the aspects of your faith story, um, oh, I cool. your podcast, but it's nice to get the full story and have the listeners hear it too. Uh-huh. Um, and to go off that, you know, you had your kind of transformation and now you've started a business. How did your, your, uh, I guess, faith lead your business? What were some of the, the main pillars? Um, we'll touch on this a little bit um, before we dive into the rest of the episode, but I'd love to hear kind of how the business connected to that faith story. Yeah. So I was like really terrified of business because I had done business the world's way and then fallen off the cliff. (laughs) But what's interesting is like, I I believe that our spiritual and our vocational gifts and our trials and our triumphs and every piece of what we are is preparing us to do the work that already feels good to us because God created us naturally with these giftings, but Satan also knows that. Right. And so it's a very slippery slope of making sure you're constantly discerning the things that are really make you feel great because while something makes you feel really great, like I always excel in business and leadership and speaking, but if, as long as I'm linked up with God, it's going to be used for good. And so I was afraid of that because I didn't realize that God was going to God had me. Right. Like I thought, Oh no, if I become successful again, I'm going to fall into Satan's trap. So I was really afraid of that. And I remember like the nudging of Holy spirit of like one thing at a time. And it felt really clear. Like, I want you to start just, just showing up and talking to the women about fear. So like, I would get this idea that I knew was from Holy spirit. And instead of going like Stephanie style, really big with like this big, I'm going to launch a business around conquering fear. I was like, okay, God, And I would just do the one thing that he asked me to do without any expectation. And I think this is the hardest thing when we look at business is what's the outcome? What's the expectation? How does this make me money or how does this grow? But if you're doing it with God and for God, sometimes it's just obedience. Mm -hmm. So I would show up and go live and I had little kids and I wasn't super confident yet because I was still working through all my stuff, but I would just do it. And then women would be like, Hey, that was so great. Do you do coaching? I'm like, I don't know. Do I do coaching? God, you do coaching. I do coaching. Sure. And so I do the next thing and I start coaching these women. And then they would ask me like, what else is next? And I'm like, God, what's next? And so he kept like tiptoeing me forward. Like, you know, like just this beautiful, safe, like teacher who would say next thing, the next, instead of it being overwhelming, it felt very comfortable uncomfortable, but comfortable because I knew it was him leading anyways in 2018 after tiptoeing around a whole lot of places, really not growing anything, really not making any money, uh, much money. I had a dream and I had been asking God, what am I missing here? Cause I'm tiptoeing all the places that you told me to tiptoe, but like nothing's feeling really right. Like, I don't feel like I've found like my thing yet. And I want to make sure it's from you. Like, can you just help me? And this had been like a four month long prayer. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I had this dream and it was super clear and it was words. And it said, start a podcast. And it was like very vivid, 
very, uh, spiritual. And so when I woke up, it was like implanted, which if it's not from God, I always forget the dream, but the ones that are from God are very like super vivid and they stay with me. Like he's giving me time to write it down. And so I knew that was from God. I was like a podcast. I don't, I don't even listen to podcasts. I don't, what am I going to talk about? And I just knew, like, I felt very convicted that that was from him. So in obedience, got out a microphone, it was a busted $20 Amazon mic, plugged it in, picked a name randomly and started talking. And, you know, here I sit almost a million downloads later, <laughs> like a top 0.5 podcast in the world. And it's all for his glory. And it's like, what? so like stepping into trusting him when he gives you the direction and really praying through it, but not praying through it so much that you don't take action on it. You know, when you get a nudge and then you overthink the nudge and you're like, "Eh, eh, eh, how, what, where, why, how does that make you? So it's like, take action on the nudge, but don't think about just in obedience, do the one thing. Cause sometimes we also block our success in business because we say, I did the one thing. Now I'm going to go do the next thing, but God didn't give you the next thing. So it was like, I truly had, and I've done that too. I've done the podcast. And then I created all these random courses and God's like, I didn't tell you to do that. (laughs) So they didn't work out. And so I brought it back to what he'd asked me to do, which was coach. And then the courses came around the coaching later. Um, What does that bring up for you? Hearing all of that. Yeah, no, I think that that's great and a unique way to look at business from the Christian perspective, having God lead you. Um, Being a a business owner myself, I think it's very easy to get into the hyper planning mode where you're trying to figure out what's the next step, what's plan B and C, what am I doing three months from now, a year from now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is an element of business planning you have to do, but I think it's very unique that when you tried something your way, it didn't work out and you realized, okay, God doesn't want me to go here. Let me redirect back to the anchoring point of the podcast. Right. And, right. and what do you specifically coach women in? Uh, share yeah. with the listeners so they could hear a little bit more. Sure. So, well, I actually don't really coach anymore, but I started with coaching women on, I called it like business coaching, mm-hmm. but what would happen in the calls is about is that they would tell me all these things. Like my gifts are this and I do this and I, I think I could do this. And then I tell them back what they actually did. And it was, so then they started saying like, can you give me one of those clarity coaching calls? They titled it. And so then over time, I realized that I was giving them clarity on a business plan that was partnered from their giftings. So what it looks like is they'd sit with me for an hour and then they'd have a title, a tagline, a description, avatar. They'd have pillars. They'd have absolutely, they'd almost have like a business outline in a box. I'd hand it back to them. And then they would say, how do I make this a podcast? Mm. So I would coach them through taking the business in a box I had built with them and making it a podcast. Well, then I realized I'm training the same thing every time. So I made a podcasting course, which got rid of that section of coaching. Then, um, and this is a great problem to have, but I couldn't keep up with the demand of the coaching. And I didn't want to raise my prices anymore because I felt like it was getting weird. Like I, I literally don't want to raise prices anymore. What's the option. And so then I heard I was sitting in my morning time with God and I got a download of like this four step framework that could help them do what I was doing in the calls. And that was my second course, clarify your calling, which helps them get that fit business in a box. Right. So they go CYC and then they move it into my podcasting course and they have my business model 
And then the third step is they go into a mastermind with me called podcast to profit. And we build out how they make money now and scale their show because I'm actually very anti-social media. I believe that you can make a multi six figure business that you can then give back to the kingdom and do great things with money from a podcast and courses. So that's kind of what I teach now, but it all came from like sitting with hundreds of women and going, how do we do this for you? And then how do we do this for you? And then how do we do this for you? And realizing like, God was asking me to help these women do this in a way that created space for them without using the enemy's tools, social media and being addicted to apps and being distracted 24 seven with this little piece of metal in your face. Like there was a different way for them to do this and use their gifts to bless other people. Yes. And I think that that business model that you have about building your business through podcasting, not necessarily just through social media is something that's so unique and it's quite unheard of. And for me personally, I'm not the biggest user of social media personally. So when I'm listening to all of your podcasts about how you can build a business through podcasting. It's something that I think it's such a great message for people to hear. And, you know, like you said, the enemy can use social media in comparison and really harm your mental health, but this way they could grow their businesses in a unique way. That's more healthy in that sense, really? which yeah. I love. And, and I would love to hear a little bit more um, in regard to listening to God's voice throughout your business. Cause I think sometimes in our faith, we go through a huge struggle. We overcome a battle and then we have to just kind of maintain our faith and, and make sure it doesn't run dry. So mm-hmm. as you continue to grow your business and stay close with your family and grow your family, what are some pieces of advice you would give young women about keeping their faith strong when life is good? Cause sometimes we just reach out yeah. to him when we need him. Yeah. I think the first thing to remember is life is good because of him. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I've learned is I turn to God every day, every moment, and it takes practice. It's not going to speaking of addictions, right? Social media addicting to you and binge watching TV can be addicting and alcohol or whatever idol that you have. You know that it's from the enemy. If it's addicting to you, what is not addicting to you is the Bible is scripture is worship is prayer. Those are habits that you have to intentionally choose every single day. And you have to practice them over and over again until they become part of who you are. They become part of your nature. And so it wasn't natural at first for me to wake up at first. I started with 30 minutes before the rest of my family to give God the best of me. And I would just, and I don't know what to do in that time. I sat there and was like, what do I do? And, and, you know, and I tried to read the Bible from the beginning and I was like, this is really scary. Why am I reading this? And then I was like, what is happening? And, but I didn't give up. And I kept saying, God, like, show me the right things to read or show me the things that are going to speak to me. Or how do I even pray to you? I don't understand. Or is there someone that can help me Lord? Like lead me to the right mentors. And I just started opening the dialogue with him and realizing that there was no perfect way to pray that God wasn't this big, angry, scary, uh, God, he was like a best friend and a mentor and my counselor. And I started to imagine him as like this safe friend that was waiting for me on my prayer couch every morning to go like, tell me everything. And let me love you through that. And let me show you what we're going to do today. And let me help you know what to focus on. And so as I started to change my view of his character, I started to come to him much more openly. And then I started to really desire that time. And he kept leading me answer to answer to answer. So, you know, a, you make it a priority and then you have to build a habit out, even though it may feel uncomfortable or you don't know what to do in that time. And then a few tips I wish I had known. Yes. So, uh, first was 
I literally pray every single hour, like all the time. It's like, I have a constant dialogue <laughs> with God all the time. And you guys have heard, probably heard the verse grow, grow close to God and he will come close to you. And that's exactly what I've experienced. The more time I seek after him, the more he's already there, but I was missing it because I was too busy and too distracted. So my non-negotiable is he always gets the best of me every single day. And that's something that's taken time. It's not perfect, but now I'm up to an hour and a half a day. And it's something that I love and I live for it. And because of it, my business is better and my marriage is incredible. And my kid, like everything is better because I sit there with him and hand him the things on a daily basis. Now, some things I wish I knew sooner, get a Bible. You can actually understand. Okay. So I love NLT. The NIV version is great. Those are like middle of the road where they're not paraphrased, but they're not like a new King James with the vows and the thighs. And you're like, what is happening? So that's something I wish I knew start in the new Testament. Another thing I wish I had done because the old Testament, you think you should read it from the beginning to end, but sometimes that can be a little bit overwhelming. And the new Testament can really speak to Jesus and the gospel story. And that can become a piece of you, right? And those pieces of you doesn't mean the old Testament's irrelevant. It just means you have more, um, foundation to go back and understand why the old Testament said and did the things that it did. So that was helpful. The third thing was you guys don't have to just grow close to God through a Bible study every day. Okay. You can just stand in the kitchen over your dishes and blare a worship song that you've asked God to lead you to and cry your eyeballs out into the suds. Okay. That is a moment of growing closer to him. Um, I've also been led to like mentors or a spiritual growth coach that helped me understand a little bit deeper prayer that I didn't know that I could have. Like there's so many things God's just waiting for you to ask him for that. He has the answers for you. It just takes a lot of intention And I think there's a piece of, I didn't, you don't know what you don't know. So ask him, God, what am I missing about growing close with you? Where's the time for me to sit with you for 30 minutes? And maybe for you, it's once a week to start. Okay. That's okay. God's not mad at you. Let's start somewhere. And then that can grow over time as you start to feel the favor of sitting with him. Like, and it's not just there's favor everywhere. Yeah. You know, there's physical favor that starts to happen in your life. There's internal favor that starts to happen. There's freedoms and strongholds are broken. You feel really different. Like the way I can explain it is this weird hole that was always there, the never enough, like, Oh, I need more money. I need more success. I need more alcohol. I need more of this. The, I need more is now totally fixed on. I need more of him. That's the only thing I feel that I can't get enough of. But the great news is when I say that to him, he's like, here, daughter, here's more, here, daughter, here's more. Like it's an endless, like, um, fountain of just like love and encouragement and fulfillment that you're searching for in all these other places. So make it a priority. No, there's no wrong or right way to do this. No, it starts with asking him for what you don't even know. And it also starts with like an active prayer language and dialogue over, everything that you're doing, like even down to the God can handle literally anything. Cause he already knows you're thinking it down to like, when I would sit down to read the Bible, God, can you just help me on un- have a word for me today that I actually like internalize and understand, show me where to even start reading. There were answers there. And I just didn't know you can ask him anything. I love that. So much of your faith is based off asking God 
different things because I think sometimes we're expected to know all the answers or because we're Christian, we're supposed to know all the right steps to make. But when you're asking God something, you're essentially surrendering your pride and your control, which I think is so important to start, like you said, at the beginning of the day, because as a business owner, essentially everything is kind of in control and dependent on you. So I think it's great that you start off with the beginning of the day, surrendering to him. And I I do want to ask, I think a lot of young women want to get to the place where they feel that whole fulfilled and they feel at a right place with God, but developing those habits of having time with him every morning, some days it's easy, some days it's really hard. So I would love your advice um, for encouragement for young women out there who they're trying to develop that habit. Some days they get it done. Some days they don't. What are some tips or encouragement you'd have to help let them know how to keep going, even if they have, you know, not a good day sometimes. Absolutely. And here's the deal. Like God knows your schedule, right? He knows what's going on. Like we just had daylight uh, savings. So it (laughs) sprung forward. And like, I normally wake up at like five 15 this morning. I like opened my eyes. I'm like, I, I'm not going to be able to do this today, Lord. Like it is four 15 in the morning and my eyes like falling asleep. And I just heard him be like, sleep daughter. It's fine. Like God loves you ev- for everything that you're going through. And so what I like to do is I actually use other time that I have the opportunity to just be with him. So instead of like playing music in the car, a lot of times, sometimes I'll just sit and, and pray. Um, when I'm dropping my son off at school, we use that time to pray or we'll talk about a Bible verse and I'll ask him like, what do you think that means? And is there any way we can use that in our life today? So like, maybe we have an active learning time during drive time, or sometimes at night, if I can escape 10 minutes before everyone else, and I'll just go journal. And I actually have like letters to God that I sit and write in this journal. And what's so interesting this is a newer thing, but I don't know. I just going to share this with you guys in case it blesses you. I'll like write to God what's going on. And sometimes it's like, I got triggered by this thing today. Like I felt jealous or something like so human, you know, and I'm writing this to him and I'm like, help me get rid of this feeling. Cause I hate, it. I don't want to feel this way. I don't, I love that person. Or I, maybe I don't love that. Person. I don't know, but Lord help me love that person. Mm-hmm. And so I'll write that letter and then I'll just move on with my day and then I'll go on and a scripture or a person or something will come through. And I go back to my journal a couple of days later and I have an answer to myself from Holy spirit. Like I've been freed from that thing. And so sometimes that happens in 10 minutes before bed, sometimes in the bath, I'll just sit in the bathtub and weep. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And God's like, nothing. You just are happy or you're sad or whatever you are. Like there's these other pockets of time that we're used to filling with distraction driving. We're used to feeling, we have to also be distracted. Well, that's a little whisper from the enemy to not be in your peace. There's so many opportunities to be doing the dishes. If you're standing there for 10 minutes, sit in your peace for a minute. Like when's the last time you didn't know where your phone was. That's actually my challenge to myself. Every single day is to lose my phone. And I would love to lose it for a minimum of two hours a day. I don't even know where it is. And it allows this peacefulness to happen in your life where God will show you a way to connect with him. And it's at weird, random times. 
Well, I think that's great that you're, you, I don't want to say fit him in because that's not the right way to phrase it, but just throughout your daily life, you don't just set aside the 10 minutes or the 20 yeah. minutes, the 30 It's not always minutes. an appointment, you know? Throughout the day. And I think that that's integrating God in your daily life. So thank yeah. you for those tips. I love praying to God when I drive. It's, that's I love awesome. hearing that you do that too. Cause it's just, it's kind of calming. It's better than music. So yeah. Yeah. and sometimes it's a worship music song and I'm just the crazy lady on the freeway. Like, ah! well thank you for sharing that I think a lot that's one of the biggest questions I get is how do I implement God throughout my crazy schedule but um, before we do wrap up I wanted to ask if there's any specific ways that running your business has taught you something new about God your faith I know a lot of women who listen to this podcast they're either interested in starting a business or they have a friend or family who's in business it's something that I think a lot of people started businesses in COVID as well so people who are, are interested or want to develop faith and business together. What are some things you've learned that have grown your faith? Yeah. I think the first thing was when you try to do a business your way, everyone will show up to tell you the best way to do that. Right. So you're going to hear a lot of things that have to do with hustle and social media and beating algorithms and making things, content and reels and all these pieces. And the number one thing you can do is lay it all down turn to Jeremiah 29, 11 and be like, God, make my path straight. Like I have this, this feeling I have this tug I have this vision of this thing, but I don't know how to do that thing. How can you show me how to do the thing? Show me the right, whatever person, course book. You tell me God told me to start a podcast. He didn't exactly tell me how, but then he <laughs> led me to all the pieces. Right? So it's the second you decide to have a business, you hire God as a CEO. The second you decide. And when you have a CEO, you knock on the door before you make any big choice, right? Before you do anything, you knock on the door of the CEO and you say, what do you think? Is this okay? Is this what you would do? Is this sound business? Is this the next right move? And the CEO is going to tell you yes or no, or go rethink the plan or absolutely not. God's the CEO. So that's the first thing. And then the other piece of this is like a lot of times God will actually, it will not make sense. Right. And so a lot of building a business with God for me has been like surprises. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what am I doing? Okay. That's interesting. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to that. I don't want to have a retreat. God, I don't want it. And like, it's, it's a directive. And then there's been times where I'm part of a big fancy thing. And God says, get out of that. I don't want you there. And I'm like, excuse me. Like I'm in the, I'm in a room. I'm in a room right now. And he's like, I said, no. So like being very tuned in to like, am I doing something that he wanted and knowing it's okay. If you find yourself somewhere, he didn't, you just leave. It's okay. Or you created something he didn't want you to create. It's okay. Shutting that down. We're going to do the next thing. So knowing though, that sometimes it didn't make sense, but that he had this big master plan. You know, as I look at my business today, I never wrote on the vision board, the numbers that we have in this business and the podcast, the students, the, the coaching, like None of this was on a Stephanie gas vision board because quite frankly, it's too big. Mm. And it all came from like, I just did the next thing and I never knew where it was going to go. And one of the recent things God said was to lay down the coaching. And I'm like, excuse me, like that would not make sense. Lord, I have a lot of, you know, and he said, and he's trying to create space. And so sometimes like God tries to take something away and create the space. And you think like, how am I going to make up that money or, or what's, how's this going to make sense for me? You don't have to know you just do it. 
And then you trust it. And there's something amazing and new that he's always, he's not going to take something away without giving you something back. Right. So you just have to have a lot of trust, a lot of openness, a lot of obedience and practice discernment as you build your business. So it's again, this active Lord, what do you want me to do with this thing? Anytime I have a big opportunity or I'm thinking of a new thing, I've learned that most new things are from me, not from him. So we have to be careful of that. And also that when I build a business, it's not for me. I am building a business for the women that he's asking me to help and his kingdom, whatever that means. You need me to have money so that I can give it back to the things. Great. I'm here for that. You need me to help these specific women because they have this purpose in their life and they just don't know how to bring it. Okay. I'm here for that. This is not about me. So the sooner that you realize building a God-centered business is not about you, the sooner you'll have all this freedom to just be obedient. There's no pressure. There's no judgment. There's no failure because it's not about you. And so it's like this huge weights lifted off and you realize you just get to show up to work and serve your CEO every day. I love that. And that takes some of the pressure off you too. As exactly. But thank you for that beautiful message. I love the idea that God's your CEO. That just kind of simplifies all of that. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. Yes. And I know we're pretty much finished up with uh, the time for the episode, but before we go, I would love for you to share um, where people could visit your website, their podcast. I know with social media, you definitely direct people more to the podcast, but if people <laughs> want to learn more about either hearing your uplifting message, or if they do want to learn advice about starting a business, where is the best place that they could reach you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Isabel, for having me. I've had so much fun today. And friends, if you want to come uh, listen to the show, it's the Stephanie Gass show, anywhere you listen to podcasts and it's spelled S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. And everything is at my website, stephaniegass.com. I have lots of free things to help you build your business, to see if podcasting is right for you. I have free clarity workshop. What could my thing even be? And so much more. Great. Well, thank you so much for all your time, Stephanie. Thank you for your encouragement. I think all the young women that listen to this will be really excited and I'm looking forward to listening to all of your upcoming podcasts too. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this episode and thank you, Stephanie, for coming on the show. It was so uplifting to learn meaningful life lessons and actionable takeaways from this podcast. I hope all of you enjoyed this episode and that you have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Never forget that girl, God's got you.